Hello and welcome to this podcast brought to you by Symantec, a global leader in infrastructure software, enabling businesses and consumers to have confidence in a connected world. I'm your studio host, Wendell Davis, and this is the final segment of our three-part podcast on Volume 2 of the Symantec IT Risk Management Report. In this segment, we continue our interview with Darren Thompson and Jeremy Ward as we talk about vertical markets and discuss some of the key takeaways from the report. So let's spend a few minutes and talk about vertical markets. Uh, I see based on the report that the telecommunications sector seems to be the best performing sector in the study. Uh, Darren, what's going on here? Why do you think this is? Yeah, that really doesn't come as too much of a surprise to us, Wendell. I think the uh, I think the statistics are quite similar last year. Um, a, a large part of the telecommunications sector that we address is is mobile telecommunication, um, which is a you know a fairly young sector. Uh, and as a result, you know since its inception, really has, has always been um, you know very reliant on IT and has, has always had IT really at the at the heart of its business. Um, and uh, yeah, the larger uh, non-mobile telcos are, are not too dissimilar um, with, with their, yeah, their switch technology, etc. So um, you know, I think telecommunications tend to be um, you know, a little bit ahead of the curve um, in, in a lot of, sort of IT trends, just because um, IT has been the heart of their business for, for so long. Um, and um, there is a very tangible link between uh, IT systems and the things those systems do and the core business. Uh, which is, you know, obviously providing um, telephony networks, etc. So, so um, we, we will often see that, that both financial services and, and telecommunications are slightly ahead of the curve uh, in, in, in research like this. Now, on the flip side, it seems that the industrial manufacturing organizations do least well. Uh, any thoughts there? Yeah, I, again, I don't think it's an enormous surprise. Um, slight, slightly concerned at some of the low numbers we're seeing from from manufacturing, but but I think you know in, in, in the same way that IT has always been the core of the business in a telecommunications firm, it has not always been the core of the business in a manufacturing firm, uh, and indeed many manufacturing firms that are, that are dealing with physical products and um, and, and less uh, concerned necessarily with critical information flow. Um, you know, I think they, they themselves feel slightly less at risk. Uh, in relation to information security and, and things of, of that nature, uh, of course, that that trend is likely to change o- over a period of time. But the manufacturing um, vertical market is a very old one, and um, and you know they they, uh, they they seem to be a sector that, if uh, of any, uh, are able in some cases to survive a bit longer without those IT systems. Um, and and again, going going back to my um, my analogy within telco. Uh, whereas in telco, there is a very direct and tangible uh, link between the performance of the data center and the business. In many manufacturing environments, you know that's that's less the case. Um, and a lot of a lot of technology systems in manufacturing firms tend to be the sort of closed black boxes that that rarely need uh, maintenance and, re- and frankly rarely fail uh, because they they typically only have one job to do. You know, uh, less open systems. So um, again, um, interesting research, but it doesn't come as an enormous and uh, one last question on vertical markets. Of the 405 respondents that contributed, uh, how do they split across the vertical markets mentioned? Well, uh, in fact, they came from 39 um, different industry sectors, so we've got a very wide range of uh, participants in this, uh, in this survey. Um, uh, in, in fact, uh, an even wider range than, than we had in, in last year's survey. 
Um, uh, telecommunications were pretty well represented. I think we 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 we've got hence we got some interesting data from them. Uh, the other interesting thing I think is that we we've got a pretty um, a, a pretty even split in in the size of organisations that are represented in the survey. So we're not just talking about big organisations here. Uh, it's approximately it's about a quarter in the um, in the 1,000 to 500 uh, size range, the 5,000 to 20,000 uh, size range, and uh, the uh, 20,000 plus si uh, number of employees size range. So. Um, you know, we, 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 we got a pretty good split across um, different organizations, although uh, obviously not perhaps quite so many represented in the, in the smaller uh, organizations or the very small organizations. But I, I, I think the interesting thing from that point of view is uh, actually the, the, the balance uh, is, is, is pretty, pretty good across uh, all sizes of organizations and uh, across um, a lot of the, the the industry sectors sort of indicating that, that the whole concept of IT risk management is actually coming to the fore um, across all these sectors. It, it isn't something that is just uh, confined to the traditional areas like you know financial services, like telecommunications, but but everybody is beginning to sit up and take notice of their IT risk and to think about what they need to do to manage that risk. Guys, I know it's starting to get a little late for you over there in the UK. Uh, we're almost out of time, but before I let you go, are there any other key findings that you'd like to talk about uh, from this year's report that we haven't already yet discussed? Uh, I think we've probably covered uh, most of most of the key areas. I mean, I guess you know, the things really to take away from this in, kind of, in terms of key findings, I think, are we, you know, the, the fact we are seeing this balancing out of um, concern across the risk categories. So people are no longer solely concerned with security. Um, there is now a fairly even uh, concern uh, across the, the four risk categories, you know, security, compliance, availability, and performance. I'm not sure that's necessarily good news. It just means that it's a bigger problem than a lot of people thought, but at least they're thinking about it in the right way. Um, I guess the, my, the other thing for me, really, I've taken away from this research is that um, if we look at uh, this year and last year, IT incidents are really not becoming any less common. We're still seeing 66% of people expect a regulatory compliance issue every year. 59% uh, expect to lose critical data or confidential data very regularly. Um, you know, these numbers are not going down. And, uh, and I think that's largely due to, um, I mean, a lot, oftentimes, a, a, a siloed mentality, that kind of siloed approach that we, we mentioned earlier. It's caused by... Um, projects rather than programs is caused by lack of education um, and, and many of the things that we've um, that we've um, that we've mentioned already. And then I think lastly, you know, um, investment needs not only to be made in IT risk management. I think a, a lot of organisations realise now they've got to spend some money on this stuff. Um, but also, it's not just in technology, but but um, investment's got to be made in a much more general sense. Um, to 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 dealing with this problem, and and certainly our our um, this is not something that's necessarily come out very strongly in this report, but but our findings are that people that do invest in um, IT risk management and, and they build programs in the way that we've described tend to see a return on investment um, from that, uh, as well as the fact that they've managed to mitigate and reduce the risk to their business. Um, a lot of the things that you do to mitigate risk standardized technology, write processes down, educate people properly, et cetera, 
um, <clears throat> can actually be, be used um, to, to save money and to drive efficiencies as well. And so um, I think uh, a big focus has got to be put on not only investing in IT risk management, but the intelligent investment uh, in, into, this, into this area. Jeremy, let me ask you this question. Uh, were there any geographical differences in the findings, and what do you think that these would indicate? Yeah, that, uh, that, that's quite interesting. Um, in uh, last year's report, we had the vast majority of findings were from, from North America. Uh, we had a few from Europe. Uh, in this uh, report, we had a, a much uh, more even balance across um, uh, North America, uh, Europe, and, uh, and Asia, Pacific region. And uh, it was it was very interesting the the, the differences in, in perceptions. I, I mean, I I find them very interesting. Uh, for example, um, the uh, the Asia Pacific people uh, see themselves as being overall uh, most effective at, at implementing most of the controls. Now, uh, I, you know, as I said, the, this is a survey, so this is a perception. Um, you know whether that is true or not. It will be interesting to test that in practice. Um, it's it's interesting that the that the, the Europeans um, actually perceive a, a lower degree of risk than than, than the North Americans do. Um, whether this is because there really is a lower degree of risk, or whether they're more laid back about it, um, I don't know. But there are geographical dis- uh, differences. They're very interesting. The differences may be caused by just the perception between the different geographical areas. Uh, but I think what it does indicate uh, is that, look, if you're a, a multinational organization, you're operating in a lot of different jurisdictions, then you've got to be aware of this. You've got to be aware that in the different places in which you operate, they're going to have a different approach to risk management. They're going to have a different perception of risk. They're going to have a different perception about what is important. They're going to have a different perception about how well they're doing. Uh, and therefore, you know, your organization, if it's operating in a lot of different countries across uh, across the world, has got to, has got to recognize these, uh, these differences and uh, has got to take them into account. Darren, given the trends noted, how do you see these things developing through 2008 and even into 2009? Well, I think there are a number of things to, to look out for now, um, and you know, we kind of suspected many of these, but again, this report has been successful in, in uh, <coughs> supporting our beliefs uh, yeah, with, with hard data. Um, so, so the whole topic of IT risk is rapidly expanding. We mentioned the four categories of risk that uh, we've been asking people about. We think new categories evolve. Data loss prevention being a serious one, um, and the security of mobile devices being another. So I would say certainly watch out uh, in those areas. People are going to want to do something about the risks that are inherent within those those uh, those particular areas. Um, <clears throat> I think we're going to see um, probably the promotion of some CISOs. There are quite a lot of CISOs out there that uh, be doing a good job on the security side. You know, going to want to see career development are trusted by their organization. And we may see some of those people move up in the organization to take more of a general IT risk perspective in, in the way that we've, we've um, describing as well. Um, <clears throat> so, so look out for the you know, changes, slight, slight um, restructuring of senior IT management uh, with, uh, with IT risk management in mind. Darren Thompson, any final thoughts before I let you jump off the line here? Yeah, I think start with assessment would be the, the main thing, really. I mean, hopefully there's some interesting data for people in this report. 
but I think before you comprehensively assess risk um, in IT, I, you know, I think it's almost senseless going the next step, really. So I would just really encourage people to, to take a look at this report, you know, glean what they can from its findings, relate where they can to some of the things that we've uncovered and discovered from, from the people that we surveyed here, and start to think very seriously about conducting an IT risk management assessment um, so it's really to take that first step on the road to, to, to building this uh, uh, comprehensive program that we've been describing here. And Jeremy Ward, your final thoughts. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd echo that. I think, you know, what, what people need to do is to see the whole picture um, and a, uh, an overall assessment of your IT risk is, is a good way of helping you to see that, o uh, that overall picture. I think that all too frequently it's very easy to get uh, bogged down in the details, particularly when you're firefighting over incidents, and not uh, be able to stand back uh, so you can see the wood for the trees. Um, so I think that that is absolutely important. I think there's there's, there's going to be things coming up this year. Um, Darren mentioned some of them, but I think you know uh, one that is I think going to be very important, and it's related to the the data loss prevention is the the whole. Uh, um, question of compliance in uh, managing uh, personal data. Uh, I think that particularly in Europe, this is this is going to be uh, very significant. I, I think it, it has been significant in the U.S. I think it will be continue uh, to be significant in the U.S. and possibly even grow in significance. But I think it will it will really uh, come to the fore. And I think that unless people can draw back, get the real picture. Uh, the overall picture, see how that particular aspect of their compliance requirement fits into the overall picture, then they're going to be fighting a whole series of new fires. So, you know, I'd say, uh, please look at the report, uh, take it in as a whole, um, focus not on the detail, but focus on the, the overall concept of IT risk management. Uh, look at doing a, a, an assessment, looking at how all these pieces can fit together to help you to manage your IT risk more effectively across the whole of your organization. Darren Thompson, Senior Technical Director, and Jeremy Ward, Director of Services Development, both from the Services Product Management Team at Symantec. Gentlemen, an incredible amount of information today. I uh, thank you both for sharing the hour and your insights with myself and our listeners. It's been a pleasure. Thank you again. Thanks, Wendell. Thank you very much indeed, Will. And thank you for downloading and listening to part three of our three-part podcast on volume two of the Symantec IT Risk Management Report. You can download a full copy of the report or listen to the other two segments of our podcast by visiting www.symantec.com forward slash risk report. And for more Symantec podcasts, visit us at www.symantec.com forward slash podcast. Symantec, confidence in a connected world. <laughs>